Why do you say that, Father? You aren't afraid, are you? No. But I respect some of the superstitions of others. Often they are founded in fact. Broadcasting from our Sanctum Sanctorum in Venice, California, this is the Sixth Sense Society. I'm your host, Krista, here with our creator and producer, Michael. And tonight, or today, I should say, we will be talking to Mystic Mitten Paranormal. So welcome, ladies. Uh, Before we get started, we're going to have a few messages. Hi, everybody. Um, Just want to let you guys know we've got some great shows coming up in the month of December. Um, Next week, our friend Humberto Braga is going to be back, and he's going to be talking about a a website that he's creating to link psychics and mediums and healers and all kinds of cool people for networking, and that should be an interesting project. And then our good friend David Ullman will be back. He has just released his book, The Ghosts of Cielo Drive. So he will be talking about the Manson murders and Sharon Tate and some of the happenings at his place. And he's always a character, so we're looking forward to having him back. And then we're taking a a couple weeks off for the holidays. We'll be back with our cosmic weather at the end of the month. And our first show in January, we're pretty excited. It's going to be... Uh, Lon Milo Duquette, the famous occultist, and he's going to be talking about the tarot deck he just released in his book, and God knows where the conversation will go <laughs> with him. He's just a, a lot of fun. So we're pretty excited about all that. So, And then we've got guests coming up all the way through February. We've got um, our good friend, uh, Lama Kathy Wesley, is going to be back. Uh, Krista's dad's going to be back talking about his shamanic training. All kinds of cool stuff coming up. So check our website, SixthSenseSociety.com, S-I-X-T-H, all spelled out, SixthSenseSociety.com. Society.com and you can get all the latest info and whatnot. And if you enjoy our show, there is a donation button now. If you want to become a subscriber for the cost of a cup of coffee a month, you can help our show a little bit and covering some of the costs and upgrading our gear, and we would definitely appreciate that. And uh, and if you can't afford it, we'd love to have you anyway. So come by and listen to us and our podcast, and it's available as a podcast on Spotify. Just search Six Cent Society. We'll pop right up. And we're looking forward to our topic tonight and our good friends, Mystic Mitten Paranormal, back from Detroit. So with that, I'm going to kick it back to Krista and have a great show, guys. Great. Thanks, Michael. And welcome back, uh, at least, Hillary. Uh, Jessica wasn't able to make the last show in July. So welcome here tonight, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. So uh, I thought we would start a little bit maybe by getting to know um, Jessica, uh, as we did before with Hillary, uh, perhaps, you know, how you got involved in the paranormal to begin with. So um, when I was growing up, um, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, and my grandmother was a firm believer in um, basically everything from um, just legends that she believed based on her culture um, to aliens to ghosts. So, um, and she was the type person where, and I was the type believer too, and I love my grandma so much that if grandma said it's true, it's gotta be. So, um, I grew up listening to her stories, which kind of started the spark in me to start chasing it. And then obviously I love paranormal television. So, um, growing up watching those shows from the very beginning, uh, definitely started that as well. But it's really cool though, getting to see a shift, um, because when I was a kid and, you know, Ghost Hunters first started on television, like, I couldn't talk about it. I'd be judged because my friends would make fun of me for watching these weird shows and now being able to be so comfortable mm-hmm. and open with everything is just such a relief. And it's just so nice. I just want to make paranormal normal. Let's talk about it and let's just be open. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Your grandmother was also into aliens. You don't always get yeah. the two together. So do, oh, you, yeah. do you believe in aliens, too? I can tell you that I've seen things in the sky that I don't have an explanation for. Um, so I'm not saying that it's not true. I, if I ever met an alien, I'm not sure. Um, I, I could be running into them daily. Who, who knows, like men in black style. But um, I've definitely, I've seen some UFOs in my day that are completely unexplainable. 
And um, I don't really think until you have an experience like that, even with like, you know, like with ghosts as well, until you have an actual experience yourself, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard to say that you're a believer until you actually see something. But I've seen some crazy stuff in my day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet being around all that water, it seems like around large bodies of water, there's a lot of sightings. Absolutely. And and what is your particular role on the team? Oh, geez. Um, so whereas Hillary, she does most of, uh, well, everything I like to say, we're pinky in the brain. She's the brain and I just belong to the ride. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm kind of like case manager. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in Facebook groups, um, working with our clients directly, reaching out to people, setting up um, residential cases, um, as well as businesses as well. Jessica does a great job of being kind of the intermediary between, um, you know, the people who who contact us um, and who might be afraid or worried about talking to somebody about their experiences. And she does a really great job of kind of being the first point of contact and saying, hey, it's okay. I know exactly how you feel. I spent the last decade of my life, you know, thinking that and we're here to help you. So she's a fantastic case manager. A counselor, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's interesting. So people are nervous to, is it because they, they think they'll be made fun of, or is it also because some of it is filmed or a combination? So I think a lot of times people just don't want to be thought of as crazy. And being able to comfort um, our clients and let them know that, you know, like these things happen to other people. This is a totally normal thing. It's just not as normal to talk about it as we would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also important to go into a residential case and where they might be like terrified or uncomfortable about that spirit. And usually when we leave, they look at that spirit as more of a roommate um, that shows up time to time rather than, you know, like somebody that they don't necessarily want hanging around. Hmm. That's that kind of healing aspect of working in this field. Absolutely. So, and I, I remember we, we talked with Hillary and, and Hillary particularly, I remember you said you liked uh, sort of the ghost box a lot as one of the tools. And do you have any favorite tools that you like? I am partial to the K2 um, just because it's it's fun. It's easy. Um, plus at the same time too, it's a really good device to kind of get like a base reading um, of the location because there are so many um, natural causes that might lead to hallucination. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with words today. So I'm just <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> you might experience some things because you have bad wiring in your house, ultimately. Um, so using that to just kind of get a base reading to understand if there's some actual reason why things are happening that's not necessarily paranormal, um, that's a really useful tool for that as well. So um, that is my personal favorite is the key to um, all EMS detectors are great, but that one is just mm my favorite. <laughs> so, so Hillary, what have uh, you, you've been up to lately, the two of you with investigation since we last talked, it was in July that we had you on. I feel like it's been a year. I know. Honestly, <laughs> That's like, and I have packed in so much in the last couple of months. It's like, honestly, we're, we're, our heads are spinning and we're, we're kind of like dizzy from all of it. We did our first, we did our first public investigation too with the anatomy of death museum in Mount Clemens, Michigan. Um, which was a really interesting experience for us, too, because it wasn't really like the typical um, public investigation, I guess, or at least um, one that, you know, the people who had come to hang out with us had experienced before. So rather than being fixated on the location necessarily, we had an opportunity to try some of the paranormal experiments and apply some of that thinking to investigating some objects and physical artifacts. And so that was a really interesting um, experiment to include some of the public in on. So that does that mean the public could just come freely and watch? Is that what you mean by a public investigation? So we had we had a couple or we had a handful of people come and we were given a um, guided tour of the collection. The Anatomy of Death Museum um, is a new it's kind of an attraction mm-hmm. as much as it is a museum. Um, who has been put together by a local collector and um, he offers tours to the public. You can walk through, you can take a self-guided tour um, and there's different information about all of these artifacts he's collected. So there's different um, uh, human medical remains. There are different tribal artifacts from different um, headhunting and like very execution driven um, tribes, things like that. So he has a lot of artifacts that are used to educate people um, 
from a scientific perspective, mostly um, about death. And he's worked in the funeral industry and answers questions and kind of takes you through different um, processes of what happens to your physical body after you die. So it was interesting. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of a guy who's not sure what he believes about, you know, paranormal things. Um, but his business partner, Lyle, is very um, spiritual, I guess we could mm-hmm. say that word. I don't know if yeah. he would be angry at us. <laughs> um, but he's very open and he has a lot of experiences. Um, and he, if you've watched our Alley Cat Jump Peak video, um, he is the one who walked through with us. He's kind of the main guy running that operation um, for them over there. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting too, just kind of like the, to see where both of them are coming from and interacting with us and just trying to have these experiences that maybe are kind of reminiscent of a seance in a certain way. So they came in, we had our tour, um, Jessica and I investigated that place on our own too. And we did a few different, we did a spirit box session, um, and some things like that. So we wanted to get the people who came in on that and give them a chance to try that. So we tried an Mm SS method experiment. We had the blindfold and the proper headphones and said, you've seen this on TV. Now's your chance to try it. So where that might be very scary for some people, and we weren't sure how it was going to go over the public, the people that were there jumped into it. It was very interesting to watch. I think out of all the folks that we had that were there, there was only one person that was like, okay, I think this is my (laughs) work. But other than that, a lot of people really enjoyed it. And which was um, really cool about this, too, and unique about this location in comparison to many other public investigations, um, you know, like in different ticketed events and um, things like that. We were able to kind of break off into smaller groups. So um, not only were we having really awesome experiences um, tied to the location itself or the different artifacts, but we're also having um, personal things, too, like um, one of the... Um, attendees had a loved one that was coming through so being able to connections and kind of coach them and show them how to use these devices and walk them through that process as well as kind of being a comfort for them when these things are happening um, was really awesome and it was very overall um, over overall very well received we were finding if we can set up the opportunity and provide people with these same tools mm-hmm. that we're using or set up these different experiments, then oftentimes they will have kind of their own messages come through or their own experiences or crazy off the wall things that we thought had nothing to do with anything we were doing, but we're helping people facilitate having some of these mystical experiences, we'll call them, I guess. So then they might feel more confident when they go home to try something on their own. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really cool. I, I did watch the Alley Cat, what is it pronounced, Junktiques? Yeah. The yes. Alley Cat Junktiques uh, investigation. Yep. That, um, And I, I know who you're talking about with Lyle. He, he said he saw three full body apparitions at, at that place. And it was it was really interesting. And tell us a bit about the phone call there. Oh, so that was crazy. And I was so excited for something like that to happen to us. And um, one thing that's really cool, too, like after the fact is like that building was once used um, for a phone company. So the fact that we were having like weird telecommunication was just crazy. So um, the phone kept ringing. It was like a weird time of day. No one really knew that we were even going to be up there um, doing this and everything. And the phone kept ringing from like an anonymous number and like it was just so crazy and the whole time that that was like the time and the sequence of events or whatever that like led us to that point um it was it was just wild to be able to and that, that, that was like a landline phone right it yeah. was and it was actually next door so it wasn't even technically in the business it was all one building and those other people that were with us were the employees from the building next, next door, door. So it was their phone that was actually ringing so it was i mean it was 11 o'clock on a sunday night when we got there no one knew we were there, and Lyle had been live streaming a little bit, but from the other location. So unless it was someone that knew them, and you'll have to be honest with us and tell us. Yeah, right. We were joking around. With them. <laughs> Otherwise, we have no explanation, and Justin yeah. picked it up too. Yeah, and I answered the phone, and like there was like you know normally how sometimes you can like hear something on the other end or some sort of background noise. There wasn't really anything except there was like a click noise, and that was the only thing that I heard on the other side. But it was cool too because like I was. You know, we watch everybody on YouTube, too. So, like, seeing these things happen to other um, folks that do similar things on YouTube and then having it finally happen to us was really exciting. Because no one believes it. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Like, someone's just And that's the thing. And, like, uh, and that's how it is with all of this, though. Until you're really there, like, 
There's always going to be people that question everything. Yeah. And and, I mean, that's life in a way. You want to have the experience, you want to be open, but yet skeptical. I think it's, you know, I feel like I was probably initially when I first saw, you know, what people did for ghost hunting, maybe, I don't know, when did they, I see my first meters, maybe when was it five or eight years ago? First, I kind of thought, I don't know, you know, and and then when you start doing it and you, you know, you have that, you know, interaction and you, you, since I believe there's a lot of synchronicity that happens sometimes that you have to kind of count that, um, it is a different thing, you know, so when you have hands on and it's, it's, it's really fun. I think I, I haven't, I haven't really been scared ever yet. Maybe a little bit afraid to stay in a room by myself, but <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen when you're by yourself. It seems like, <laughs> you never know <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like that's when if anything creepy that's from watching movies i think you know and i've been reflecting on this recently too about like okay this you know and the aesthetics too and you know the different media and even some of what we do too we like it the spooky stuff it's fun but you know what i find really scary about a lot of the work that we do when we've really gotten into this is kind of just how bleak reality can be in a certain sense, when we do these really in-depth historical researches, she, Jessica and I have been honing our skills, trying to kind of learn some genealogy stuff. And we now we need to learn how to use like microfiche. That's like our generation has no Oh, clue. right. Yes. <laughs> we use that. <laughs> it's like totally foreign, but we're having a blast. It's like, what, you know, what other opportunity would, would we have had mm-hmm. to learn how to do this or look at some of these things? But like, you know, it's like the scary thing to me is kind of realizing what people will do to each other. And like some of the facts, the historical facts, you know, crime papers, things that we find. And that's the scariest thing. I like yeah, thinking people, about that. Yeah. People yeah. are scarier. Yeah. Well, you're, that's a really good point. And, and maybe, maybe that's why sometimes it's easier to go and deal with the dead, even though they might have horror stories, the story's over in a sense, you're not experiencing mm-hmm. it per se, you know, directly, but um, you know, it, it's similar to watching like homicide shows. We, we found that people murder people for no good reason way too often, <laughs> way more than you think. You're like, oh my God, they killed that person for that reason. And, uh, you know, you can look in the spiritual aspect of it. I suppose that's legitimate, you know, but there's no real proof of that, you know, whether it's like some kind right. of karmic relationship or mm-hmm. then maybe there's a deeper story, a deeper wound behind the person that kills somebody, obviously. But you're right. A lot of now, I, I do think a lot of hauntings that get attention. Don't you think they're the ones that are more sensational? The of stories. course, I, you know, and I and I don't know if that's what we've been presented. What you know, mm-hmm. the people who are holding the you know the microphone, what they find interesting. If other things you know get glossed over because they're not interesting, you know, we've kind of stumbled on a lot of stuff too. It's like, gosh, well, how come nobody else has? you know, looked into this or why are we the first people that anyone's brought this up to, you know, or even, um, it, it's hard to keep it. I understand there is an element of like, you know, trying to keep it entertaining and people think that what we do is it's not very exciting no, for most God, people no, to watch us with the microfiche. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great, but not everyone maybe wants to watch it. So I understand both sides of, you know, the, the, the fence there I think and I don't know about you you'll have to pipe in but I would I think that you know there's a whole unexplored realm of paranormal stories with you know maybe they've been you know there's sad elements to them but there's positivity and healing at the end of the road and you know everyone has to move on we're all going to you know go wherever it is we go and that you know there's there's spirituality and symbolism and you know art and poetry and all of that but I think I would love to see paranormal shows focus on some stories with conclusions or ending and a little bit of a positive note that would be interesting right absolutely and like to kind of like segue from that same type thing to like going into like the you know like the idea of like cemeteries um being haunted or whatever like just to touch on that like with what we've seen so far and my own personal belief is that like okay so if you're going to be haunting where your body is i think that's because your death wasn't supposed to happen at that time whether that was because of something traumatic um suicide homicide accident um sickness or something but that's what you're most tied to but like if i were to die tomorrow would i want to be hanging out in a cemetery by myself like i i don't think so i want to go where i enjoyed my time and 
where I have positive memories and like really great experiences and like places that I love Mm -hmm. um, or visit people that I care about. And I think that's a lot of things too, is like you go into this and you're expecting everything to be scary and malicious and, um, and negative. And it's really not that case. It's not, Um, you know, we're finding things and like Hillary mentioned, like, you know, like, People are contacting us because we are supposed to help them get to somewhere else, whether that's to be like making that um, client, you know, more comfortable or find help them get to their own mental resolution with whatever X, Y, and Z. But it's not because they're being attacked. It's just because they don't understand it. So helping them understand it and coach them through that whole process. But like things aren't really as bad or as scary as like the media or TV or all these other outlets are really making it out to be. But like that's what people are fascinated by. So sometimes it's like, are people going to be like watching? Like, yeah, are people going to watch our YouTube channel and be like, man, this is boring. This had a happy ending. Like, I don't know. But we're just out there and we just want people to understand that it's not always bad. Well, and it's true. I mean, I, I can think of a couple stories. I remember there was a, a, a tour in Halifax, Nova Scotia, that we went on. And there was a spirit of a woman that shows up and she used to like protect to protect her kids. So she's kind of a protective ghost that kind of shows up and walks up a step, has a lantern. It's like from the 1800s. And, and it's kind of a, a sweet story. And I, I would say that might be a good angle. People might like the idea of of helping spirits or ghosts or people mm-hmm. returning for a moment to be of help. And, uh, and they're definitely out there. I've, like I've said, I've heard that one and, and some other ones as well. And uh, it probably has a little, I mean, we are a culture that's addicted to violence to some degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may have to do how people present it too, though. You know, you, it, it's one of those things that I think it could work because it's still, it can still have mysterious elements in it. Any story of a, any story of a, someone that's in, on the other side or has died can have some, you know, mystery in it. And people just love mystery, whatever kind of mystery it is, you know. Um, so uh, even maybe proving that someone I remember Hillary talking on the last show about, you know, proving some of these women spirits were not so evil, <laughs> you know, kind of vindicating them. That yeah. So I, I thought that was an interesting angle. We were talking about women and ghost hunting and biases, I guess. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that, Jessica, about being a, a female um, paranormal investigator? Well, I think, and that's kind of why, um, and I'm, <laughs> I know Hillary kind of went into the school, like how we happened to meet and everything. But like from the first day that we met, we're like, okay, we are going to start a paranormal group that is female-led and we are going to go out there, girl power, we can do this. We don't need some guy. Like it's important to be comfortable with who you are, have a good head on your shoulders, not be afraid of the darker things that go bump into the night. Um, so we like to bring, you know, like a lot of our girlfriends along with us to to kind of get them into this atmosphere as well. And sometimes they do freak out a little bit, poor Cassie. But um, it's really cool, though, to kind of help with that and full empowerment and um, kind of lead that movement a bit. Um, being like a girl-based team is really awesome. Yeah, I think so too. I, I I think it's something that is not had enough attention, and also I think we talked about it before. A lot of women are interested in this. You know, they go to watch it on TV, and they they go to paranormal events and things like that. But I'm sure there's still you know some resistance in terms of like you know the, the getting on television and things like that. But that's you know women are breaking through more and more in that industry. The other thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, at least for me, you know, it's the holiday season and uh, I've had, you know, certainly losses in my life during this period when people are getting together with families. Uh, It's normal to start really missing them even more than perhaps uh, during like Halloween where people kind of are prepared to kind of deal with the dead. But it can kind of take you off guard a little. And I was wondering if that, that this is a good time in some ways, especially if people feel haunted by anyone to really work with sort of helping people to make peace with, uh, you know, death and uh, loved ones that have gone on. And because, you know, we all are going to die, but, you know, we still miss the people that have died. I love cultures that celebrate, you know, whether it's, um, 
whatever holiday it is that celebrates kind of a symbolic and even, you know, kind of embracing it as like a, a real event that's happening. The return of ancestor or ancestral spirits to like a familial home um, or, you know, purposely inviting or setting something up that purposely invites spirits um, in to participate in festivities that, you know, we're partaking in. And I think that, um, you know, I personally believe to just experiences I've had through my life that there is something about, I don't know, maybe it's the emotional charge or the energy of getting together and that warmth and that feeling um, that plays into it somehow. But I do believe that people will, or spirits will come back and visit and they do make themselves known. And that when we do feel that like, oh, I feel like so-and-so's here, that that's real and that's really happening. And sometimes there are like physical validations that can happen. Um, like, you know, I remember a story from my family, like one of the kids was looking up in the corner and pointing and describing this person or whatever around the holidays and things like that. So mm. I absolutely, I think there is maybe, like I said, the energy, I don't know, the seasons, who knows what it is, but this is definitely a good time, anything, and try to communicate in a warm way to offering food, um, setting a place mm. for someone at the table. I mm. think that's a lovely way, what, yeah. whatever you see, that's a lovely way to honor people. That is a really nice way. I know that um, in uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's books, he says from um, the Vietnamese point of view, they have a altar all the time of all of their ancestors. And he insisted you have to include the ones you don't like. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's, he's enlightened if you ask me. So, of course. But he said it's also to find your roots in life, you know, and to kind of know where you're coming from and to have that lineage. And I, I thought it was a really cool idea. I've read that in other magic books, like there's an Italian book that even talks about how you can set up a specific altar in there for you could start having more contact with your own relatives that way. Uh, but we're getting a little bit off the um, ghost hunting <laughs> investigation thing. It's all so tied in, though, you know. Um, one of the things I, I think we probably asked you, Hillary, but I don't know if we did. Did we ask you about having anyone, anyone or anything follow you home after an investigation? We're always curious about that, if that's happened to either of you. What would you say first? I'm curious. Um, haven't asked you in a while. Well, <laughs> so, in August, we went up to Sault Ste. Marie in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan um, for the Michigan Paracon, um, which is amazing. And my cousin lives up there, and um, she has um, a, good, a good amount of friends that are Native American. And we spent a lot of our time up there with them. And I wouldn't say anything followed me home, but like the terror of some of these like beings that they have had stories of and we've seen photographs, like that was scary and I lost sleep. Did something follow me home? No, but was I afraid to let my dog out at night? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Hillary, it's a little bit different though, but I think like I'm not as approachable. And <laughs> They, they obviously, like, they can't communicate with me in the same level and extent that one can communicate with Hillary. Um, so I think that leaves them a little bit more, um, like, that door's a little bit more open. I think I'm kind of, in general, like, just very open. I mean, this is why, like, random people in the grocery store tell me their life stories. And things. <laughs> I'm just, like, very, like, receptive to everything and you know whatever and and I think that maybe I even talked about this a little bit last time that I do think I have to consciously kind of work on like blocking myself a little bit I think it's my youthful exuberance mm -hmm. like whatever this isn't going to make me tired I don't care you know just going at it take my energy it's okay um and you know the last couple investigations we've done in particular and they've been um challenging ones for other reasons I do think I have come back very drained not that that's so much following me home any mm -hmm. or anything like that but it kind of feels similar to the couple experiences I have had where I felt like I had like an entity follow me home and it's never been malicious there were two um kind of poignant experiences mm -hmm. and both of the times it was just kind of like I was someplace and I was too open and something was just checking me out and it left either, you know, the next day or a couple days later, one time it was significant, the Heston Bueller story of our Harrison Township investigation uh, video. Um, that little girl, I don't know if you've watched that one, the little, there was a little girl, just to keep this brief, um, a little girl spirit, spirit that several um, other people had seen and it was um, kind of a, a, I don't know, serendipitous 
a moment where we realized that all of these people had seen, seen the same girl with the same description. We found her photo and it was this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I had had two experiences in the kind of unfolding of all of that, um, where I felt like that was the only time where there was an entity who showed themselves and made it known that they were there for a moment. And that came from an investigation we've done. Otherwise we've done 30. Yeah. Now we haven't done one since we hit 30. Yeah. And that's only been two. I'm going to count the one as one, two times yeah. out of 30 that I felt like that happened. So I don't think, even though I am very open, I do not think that that happens as often as people are afraid it does. Period. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. I mean, it, it's just everyone, I think, has sort of unique experiences with that. And um, I think I've heard that from another medium had said that, too, as well. But it's 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 curious to ask each person. Um, right. So what what have you felt like delving deeper into the paranormal world more, you know, sort of really um, directly, has that affected you both? Like in terms of how you view the world, in terms of your outer life even? Um, what things have you feel, how has it impacted you? Do you want to answer first? Yeah, you go first. I have to think on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I do very much feel like this is still something I kind of fell into, even though we have, you know, this story and this series of events that has led us to where we are today. This, I think, um, you know, for myself, I don't know what else I would be exploring this in depth at this time in my life. It doesn't feel entirely conscious, but exploring what Jessica and I explore and just, you know, participating in the paranormal community and just this level of, I guess, questioning my existence as a human um, has had the side effect of uh, enhanced personal development in other areas of my life. Um, And... I guess to keep it brief, you know, when you explore this stuff and you're genuinely looking for answers or for truth, it is a very scary roller coaster ride. And it doesn't feel like you can totally get off because each bit of information, whether it, you know, is something we're debunking or something that we can't explain has implications. And all of these things stack up. And I, you know, I feel like existentially like we're in a place where I'm looking around and it's like I don't know anything (laughs) how do you feel (laughs) so a lot of the stuff like like as Hillary was saying you find one answer but then that answer kind of leads you down another rabbit hole and it's just this continuous trail of more and more and more and more and um and it it's exhausting but it's exciting you know what I mean like we think about it 24 7 um, are we tired of it time to time? Yes, it can happen. And um, I think like after, like right now, we're kind of on like this like little bit of a break um, just because we have so much action crammed packed into things and there's still so much for us to do and just trying to wrap up our recent cases. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And I think like personally, I enjoy the fact that I am more open about things now that like we like my coworkers come up and talk to me and tell me their ghost stories. Ah. And I think think that's cool. That's important. And I enjoy that. And I like that, you know, people that I work with that might not even really be friends of mine, but they're still seeing what I'm doing on social media. And they're starting to be more open about talking about things and um, just kind of starting to network everybody together and the whole community outreach. And just, it's just really nice and pleasant. So like, that is like my own personal, like, I'm happy that we're doing this, and that's my motivation for everything. Type. It's obvious that there's magic happening. We're watching all of this play out, and we're a little bit in awe of all of it. And to watch these little ripples, mm-hmm. and you know, like where people are, are comfortable talking about these things, and we spent a lot of time at Thanksgiving talking about ghosts. And you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting ride we're on, but we're in the right spot. We know yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, it it is a kind of a deep well. Uh, you know, I think your resistance was much less than mine <laughs> as far as the ghost hunting aspect. I've always been interested in the metaphysics since I've been a teenager and healing. And but I, I then maybe that's part of it. The journey for at least I don't know, at least a lot of people. Even people like I said, I can think of a couple mediums that resisted the whole thing, even doing it for people. And and I'm not sure what that's about, but it seems like it's almost part of the path. I would agree with that. Completely agree. And I think that, you know, the more I talk to other people, too, who are developing their gifts or who have been, you know, working as mediums for much longer than I have, too, that it is. And, you know, I think that that 
really with anything maybe you choose to do in life that is um, against the grain in a certain way. Maybe you're always met with certain it's part of your like hero's journey, you know, and I've kind of tried to embrace that in my own way. I always feel like, Oh, I'm an isolated Island and those people still don't get it either. And I know that they feel that way too. And that's, that's the connector, but you know, it's, it's, it's really just a, if you were to really think of the reality of what it would be like to do this stuff day in and day out, think of that, really put yourself in that situation. Would you really want things? To play out like that? Would you like to, you know, be experiencing those things every day? Would you like to be thinking about this stuff 24-7 every day? It's heavy, you know? Well, I think that um, you, you're, you are younger, and I would suggest that it is good to take a mental break from anything that is so consuming. And, you know, where you just go and watch like some kind of silly television or you go, you know, play hockey or <laughs> you do something that is part of the normal world. Because I think that the other worlds in general, whether you're talking about the underworlds or the fairy worlds, they can be really seductive. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's what I've learned. So sometimes what I'll, I'll try to follow some of the rhythms of the year so I feel like summertime for me, it's it's good for me to get out and just do things socially because it's, you know, because it's a northern thing. So when the light is brighter and this is a time where going into the dark and it's quieter, it, you know, either to do metaphysical work or going deeper into the underworld is normal. So sometimes that's what I, I, I can I, you can get kind of consumed in a way that is not really, I think, in the long run going to be good for you. Right. And, and then you, you make the choice. And, and I'm not saying it's easy because it, it, it's, it's one of these areas, like you said, you, you go down one alley and there's a question here and now you're going down another area and you have this question and it's not something definitive that you say, okay, now I've discovered this, I'll take a break. <laughs> I think that's the nature of it too. And maybe that's, I, you know, we're asking questions that I don't know we're intended to have complete answers to. And so maybe, you know, even choosing to explore what we explore, we're setting ourselves up for a certain amount of, I don't know, existential disappointment or whatever, just because this is, I mean, it's heavy, yeah, big, constant, you know, so it's, I think it's just part of it. But we, it's, it's exhilarating at the same time as it is terrifying. That's why people ride roller coasters. I don't. This is what I do instead, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, paranormal roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have some um, plans in the new year as far as what you're planning to investigate or do you just kind of play it by ear and see what comes up? So right now um, I'm working with a whole bunch of residents um, who live in um, our neighboring cities. Uh, so after the holidays, their kind of main push for the new year is to do um, residentials, plus they're inside because um, <laughs> Michigan winters are really not pleasant. So, um, and they're close to home too. So that'll be easy for us to still travel to, even if there's a blizzard. So um, that's kind of our big push for January um, is getting all those dates all secured and locked in place and to start rolling with that after the holidays. That's We have a good. couple of videos too. So we have, we have a lot of like backlog footage. Mm-hmm. We, we've done like four, five investigations, something like that since our, our, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Since, since our last conversation and we don't even have videos of those out yet. So we have a lot of indoor work to do. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of catch up. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah. That seems to be part of the nature of the business too, is because when you're in a spot, you've got to get as much as possible there because you're not going to be able to go back or repeat exactly what mm-hmm. happened. Now, we uh, talked about this last time, I think, when, when uh, Hillary was on, but for Jessica's benefit, you are warmly invited to come to L.A. if, if the Michigan winters get just a little too brutal. Perfect. Um, <laughs> the weather here is nice, and we know all kinds of haunted places and ghost hunters, so we can keep you entertained for at least a week here in L.A., I'm sure, and have some fun. But the other time that's really cool here, and, and you guys really should do this at some point in your lives, is that end of October, beginning of November, there, there's a Day of the Dead uh, celebration at Hollywood Forever Cemetery here that's just unreal, and, and it's massive. Awesome. And people um, spend weeks building altars and so forth on the graves, and they all dress in Victorian costumes and do face paint. And it, it's just an unreal – it's just a fantastic event and just one of the biggest cultural events in Los Angeles every year. So I think you guys would fit right into that. So if you ever decide to make a pilgrimage to L.A., let us know ahead of time, and we'll make sure that you're well taken care of. <laughs> Thank you. Sounds awesome. You can't wait. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, we've gone twice now, and I probably would go every year if I could. I have We work on the weekends a lot, and it's just 
in, incredibly beautiful and stirring and, and really uh, that whole idea of really honoring the dead and welcome, welcoming them in, like you were talking about earlier, Hillary, that's exactly what they're doing. And it's, it's great. It's just, a, even if you didn't believe in any of this, you would, a person could really enjoy the, the art and the costumes and how much work goes into yeah. it. That's beautiful. So uh, another thing we were talking about a little bit earlier, the idea of uh, the public accepting some of this more openly, but I have heard people also say that, you know, on my Facebook page, some people that are paranormal investigators, when they do tell their friends, they get a funny look. And so even though television is certainly putting it out more, um, it seems to me it's still not completely legitimized, I guess, you know, there's, there's. Uh, when it comes down to it, there's still a culture that you, it's sort of a fringe uh, thing in a sense, mm -hmm. working with the paranormal. Yeah, absolutely. I think like we've gone strides from where we were when I was like 13 and watching Ghost Hunters. Um, and I think we've gone immensely far in the right direction, but we're still not there yet. Um, and I don't know if we ever will be there. And, you know, obviously like technology has developed so much along that as well. So as technology continues to improve and we have more tools at hand, um, we might be able to get it to be a little bit more normalized, um, as well as be able to produce um, more uh, believable evidence, if you will, because everybody can be a skeptic. But um, until the technology is there, if it ever will be even in our lifetime, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think it's I think it's possible the way because the you know, inventions are exponential at this point with technology. Mm -hmm. It's crazy what's going on. And we were just watching something where they're putting these nano chips into people that are, it's just unbelievable what they can do. And they're, they're making progress into making um, us almost like artificial intelligence <laughs> and, and it's already happening. So I think technology, but perhaps, you know, one of the, the difficulties with, uh, I think, our society is that we don't seem to know how to handle all of the technology yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would, you know, so for me, like, for instance, I, I think that ghost hunting, the technology is helpful, but I still feel really strongly that we should be working on developing the inner skills that come out of the occult, like Rudolf Steiner being able to, you know, building the, the interior worlds because they're, they're real. They're, they're, you know, and that's where I, I, I get a little concerned with the, the way television presents it largely, not necessarily people doing it on their own. I think it's interesting, too, to see some of the experiments that are coming out of, I guess, the new wave of ghost hunting, maybe, you know, too. And what I think they're doing, maybe without even, you know, calling attention to it or, or you know, in some cases consciously doing it, is putting some of the human element back into uh, paranormal experiments. So, like, where you see the blindfolds and the headphones and the spirit boxes, that relies on the person who's sitting um, during that session to kind of be the tool in a certain way. And mm -hmm. so what I, you know, maybe it's just my own thinking, but... I enjoy watching the humanity kind of be put back into it because I think so much of, um, you know, or at least, you know, certain shows or certain things, um, definitely wanting to appeal to like proving the existence of ghosts to the science people. And that's really never going to happen. No. You know, <laughs> they're never going to come to our camp and that's okay. We, you know, we are having these conversations and exploring these things with people who already, you know, have certain beliefs. And it's like, let's talk about this and distill this and, you know, maybe figure out common ground or whatever. And what, the other thing I love too, is just kind of the, the cross sections of, you know, people coming together to the Bigfoot people and the alien people and the ghost people who were all, you know, before very separate mm -hmm. um, against each other, you know, groups maybe in capacity and, you know, these communities on the internet and some of these conversations going towards, well, maybe there's a connecting factor here. Maybe we should all work together and we'll, you know, find out more about what we're exploring by, you know, floating some of these ideas together. So there's a ton of ground to cover just on community alone. So I, I think we don't need to justify that it's cool that we're still, that there are still people, you know, exploring this stuff too. So there's so much, so much, you know, ground we haven't covered so much further to go. So. And it's interesting, you know, the, the community, now the paranormal community is building really 
strongly. I mean, it, it seems like there's, like I think I mentioned before on the other show, how there's all these little tiny ghost hunting teams throughout the world. If you start going on Instagram, just looking, I was so impressed. And they're, I mean, they're seriously doing it. And they're, you know, they're not known. They have 200 followers, but they, you can see they love what they're doing. And some of them have actually great pictures too. And I was, I thought, wow, this is really interesting. And I, I think perhaps I'm hoping the paranormal community overall will, will continue to basically get along because that's not always true in the psychic world. Yeah, and even I think on the surface sometimes too, there's a you know there's kind of a, an advantage to looking like you're getting along when behind the scenes you're not really get along with anybody too. But you know that's with anything. Gosh, you know us coming from you know the artist community in Detroit yeah. and you know the music community. It's all there's always people like that and the competitiveness and. We, that's what we like to, you know, we have had so much fun and other groups who are way more established than us have been so generous, allowing us to come along with them. And, you know, we've learned things from them. They've learned things from us. And so we are always, it's always in the camp of there, you know, more boots on the ground, more people in the party. We're going to get more done. <laughs> that's true. And, and, and I mean, there's always drama with groups and I'm okay with that where people will get like annoyed with each other. And we've had that. <laughs> That's normal. But but what I mean is something a little different, like, you know, just my experience of the psychic reading world professionally, it's really hard to bring them together. It, it's it's just it's not even just competitiveness. I don't know what it is. It's like this really strong, like my way and I know how to do this and I don't want to necessarily. So it isn't really it's something else, whereas, you know, everything has competitive in it. You know, that's just mm -hmm. the nature of the beast. Right. So. But I, 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 so far, I, I'm pretty, you know, optimistic about the, the ghost hunting paranormal people from, you know, what I can tell. And as a whole, it just, it's, it seems like it's going in a good direction, the community. That's good. <laughs> so. We're able to connect with people around the world um, that we interact with all the time now just because of this, that are other paranormal investigators. So um, not only are we like learning things from teens that are just on the street from us, but we're also learning things. Um, from different cultures as well, which is really cool. So um, it's just really fascinating to see how we're able to connect with people globally um, rather than just locally to um, learn and share and exchange knowledge and information and ideas. So it's really awesome. People will send us videos and we'll give their opinion and um, our opinion and vice versa. So it's really, really neat. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, all the different people we've had on, I've just gotten a good sense that that's kind of common in a way, you know, that, you know, you hear them talking about other investigators and, and working with them and definitely having some different opinions, but uh, that's going to happen, you know, and that's probably healthy to tell you the truth. We don't want to all just believe the same thing and not question things. And, yeah. you know, one of the things I liked about Craig Owens is he's a true investigator of the stories so when he goes in to examine a place, he's going to get the facts right about what happened first. And oftentimes there's a lot of mythology around and romance around the death. Or So he wants, mm -hmm. and I, I appreciate that about him because that's what I want to know. I want to know what really happened. Definitely. And that's been a huge motivator, too, for us to, you know, learn how to conduct thorough historical research. Because, you know, even if even in cases where we can't necessarily find like a factual or historical tie to whatever um, phenomenon or uh, experiences that people who call us in are having, it's still it's very satisfying to be able to say at least, you know, the history that's available. This is, you know, the facts. Mm -hmm. This is what we're able to find. And this seems like, you know, you can decide what you like or, you know, interpret this information however you, you want to. But this is what we were able to find. That is extremely satisfying. Yeah, I bet. And have you ever uncovered something that really surprised you? Everything took a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What has surprised us? Jeez. Uh, well, I think, like, probably, at least for me, is um, a residential, like, five-block radius. Um, in St. Clair Shores that there are multiple houses that have similar experiences. And then when you pull up the documents, you can see that that wasn't originally all one plot of land that belonged to one family. Um, so I think that like is my like personal favorite surprise. That's gotta be it. Um, that, you know, five separate families independently contacted us to state, Hey, this is what's happening. And I'm like, what's your address? I'm like, Oh, surprise. It's your whole neighborhood. Um, things like that. I think is really cool. Um, so we like we love maps. We love maps, huh. and we love being 
to trace it down and be like, oh, that's where this house is, and that's where that was, and that belonged to so and so. Um, so finding information like that is like my own personal enjoyment. But something to add to that. This is the thing we're so in it that we we don't remember to like provide the context. So what Jessica's referring to there. No, it's okay. We had over a, the course of several months, <clears throat> totally unrelated people, families who don't know each other, um, within a very close area. I think it was what, like a mile or yeah, two miles square. It's literally like less than a mile. Multiple families in this neighborhood contact us within like two or three months um, reporting similar, if not almost exactly the same strange things. And they were just like, I know this is weird. But I saw you guys on Facebook, and they're all like, very close to us. This is in our hometown. Um, and they're like, I just want to know what you think about this, or have you heard anything else? And so Jessica, you know, put together this map and quickly discovered that, you know, these houses kind of made this general shape. And, um, you know, there's some other to talk about serendipity, too. You know, it's like you can't discount that because, you know, the, the way that that specific event unfolded, and then, you know, later on we get this other call, and this is all still kind of bubbling and developing. Um, but we get this other um, opportunity to potentially investigate a certain place. And then what we find is, um, you know, there's this other tie to this crazy unsolved murders in our hometown. Mm -hmm. And so the possibility that we are being slowly, spiritually, however, led to some very disturbing yeah. case that does impact this area is an interesting thing. So I'm surprised that we need to, what we might be being taken on some... Crazy ride here, some crazy too. journey, and and it's one of those things too. Like we've been working on this for months, hmm. and we're going to be working on it for months because it's just such an immense case, and there's so many different parts to it that um, it's it's just crazy. And we're like excited and ner but nervous and slightly terrified as to like what the outcomes of everything could be I mean we'll be relieved when everything's all said and done anyways we just don't know what that future holds um at this time but it's it's crazy it really is There's weirdness abound that's all yeah. we can really say <laughs> I guess <laughs> gotta tell you guys a, a funny story when you talk about um some of the research and stuff and and the different experiences but people have but we had a, a friend of ours on early in the year that um is an intuitive that investigates um police cold cases Troy I don't know if you saw the show but but he was um, talking about the serial killer case that he's working on and um, and how the killer checks in with him periodically. And we thought he meant intuitively. Uh, but no, the dude actually calls him on the phone to see how his case is going. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I, th I think I probably can live without a serial killer calling me on the phone periodically yeah. just to check yeah. in to see how it's all going and whether he's closing in on him or not. So oh, very strange you. moment for oh, us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I only I only decided to ask him. I said, "Well, well, did you mean like intuitively, or is he really calling you?" No, he's really calling me. <laughs> we would have just assumed, "Oh, you know, he's just you know medium and he can do this." Yeah. And oh my god, he was okay with it. He said, "You know, he's just trying to. He's he's not feeling threatened by him because of his profile, I guess." And it was a really sure. fascinating show. I have to say, it's something he's been doing a while, and and um, you know, he does it more as a passion thing too. I think. And he, you know, obviously that, you know, to, to work on things like that, I think you have to have a certain kind of, um, I don't know, psyche. Yeah, it's, it's, I totally agree. Yeah, I can see where it's good for certain people and certain people it wouldn't be you know, suited for. Right. But I suppose if you follow your passions, that's where you end up. That's the thing I tell people with anything. But in metaphysics, you know, if you want to... What do I? What am I going to do? Well, just follow your interest. What are you interested in? What are, that's going to take you where you need to go. And of course, you know, like Michael and I, we never thought of coming out to Hollywood. So it just happened. So that's how it is, the journey. And like we were talking about earlier, it's it's not like this linear journey. You just dive in and just follow it and see what happens. Yeah. And it's not a, so it's not a sort of a, a really clear path. And to tell you the truth, I don't know if it ever is super clear. Uh, I just think you get comfortable with certain aspects that seem a little more uncertain. You're like, okay, I'm not sure about this and I'll just see what, where it goes. So like for instance, with, with a show we're doing, uh, it, it turns out from the very beginning, for whatever reason, we drew in more paranormal investigators. Like it just happened to work out and we liked it. 
And so we're not, that's not the only aim of the show, but it's certainly a good part of the show now. And it's, it's something we didn't really plan. We just had such a broad, you know, metaphysics, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and uh, that's, so that's, you know, that's how it goes, it seems. There's connections. There's, I, if, if everyone will be open, you will yeah. find that <laughs> other, everyone's got information that's useful and exciting to you. Just listen to them talk. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm seeing how, you know, sometimes you do have to be willing to be connected to people from other places and not, you know, and realize, you know, I felt it is weird because, you know, you know, we also talk to spirits and sirens. I don't know if you guys have actually gotten together, but it just ended up that they're also in the same area just by chance as mm-hmm. you guys. So for some reason, Michigan is where, you know, we're, we've got a good like group there for we can talk to now in Michigan. I would have never known that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I know we haven't got to meet up with them yet. We reached out to them. It's totally our fault. We're going to get together with them. <laughs> no pressure. Because it's just so close. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But like fall is such a crazy busy time for us. And like we like reached out like right at the peak of fall, which is crazy bonkers. So um, it, yeah, it just got, it got insane. But I feel like that's how it is for everybody that's involved in the paranormal. And it's just crazy. And then, like, my husband and I work at a haunted house, so it's just, like, <laughs> we have no choice for anything right now. But now that things are starting to calm down and the holidays are almost over, I think we'll be able to have a little bit more free time. Because there's so many groups that we want to meet up with and get together and investigate with just because there's so many opportunities to learn um, new things and how people do things differently and see, you know, if it works better for us or whatever. When you guys come, we'll have like a huge, a huge group. group. It's like a super group for you guys ready. That would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be fun to go visit there. I would love it. I, I'm not coming in the winter, though. No, I don't <laughs> worry. Bummer. We get I don't it. know if I could survive at my age. <laughs> you know, bones really like the heat, you know, as you get older. And you you could always have like a, a paranormal convention there in that area. It just seems, it seems like you've got something starting to really brew there. That's my feeling about it. You yeah. Know? We have, a, I think, the fourth largest pagan population in the country, too. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, then. Yeah. But, you know, it must be Michigan, too, that, that sort of has that spirit of drawing people yeah. there. It's that it's a big mitten, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think there's, a, and I can't remember the list exactly, there are some of the big paranormal people, too, either lived in Michigan for a period of time or stayed in Michigan and had a significant mm-hmm. experience or came from, too. So we do seem to uh, make ghost hunters. <laughs> oh, that, that's an interesting topic. I like that. <laughs> you birth ghost hunters. <laughs> we did, oh, it's so funny. The video that'll be coming out next, it was a, um, a bar, Little Lorraine. We were, the um, employee who had invited us was like very, very pregnant. Uh, I'm so sorry if I'm not like handi- handling this with tech. It was so funny though, but we had the first in utero ghost hunter on this <laughs> investigation with us and he was just born. We have to get him a little shirt I, or something. I agree. So I think he's the youngest ghost. Like yeah, that was that's like cool. the quickest start of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Get started young. Yep. <laughs> You're never too young for it actually, I think. <laughs> So, I mean, we're getting pretty close to the end. I just wanted to um, put out your contact information, and it's uh, your website is www.mysticmitten.org. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And it's M-Y-S-T-I-C-M-I-T-T-E-N for you all that are listening in on the podcast. And you can also find them on Instagram, and it looks like you can basically search the name, although you also have separate handles on Instagram. I don't know if you want to promote those or not, but... Um, if you go to the website, it looks like that's a good starting place to get to know you. And of course your YouTube channel, I, I really recommend it as far as it's, it's enjoyable to watch, you know, and, um, I, I really applaud you for putting the time in to make it interesting for people. Thank you very much. That means a lot. So I, I, I suspect you, you will, you know, go somewhere with the, if you keep doing what you're doing, it just, you have the passion and the creativity and you both are really personable and the stories are interesting. And I also wanted to compliment you on the interview with, um, at, it was Lyle, is that his name? The owner, um, and oh, Alley yeah. cat. He really, I mean, he really, it was a good interview, like just sitting and listening to him talk and really getting him to open up like that. That was really, um, very good. And, and, and like, I enjoyed it a lot. 
Thank you. Thank you. We've been learning how to become little filmmakers yeah. and all this too. So and we love that when people sit down and tell our stories like that, and we can kind of bring that into it. So we're going to be doing a lot more of that. Definitely. We love that. Thank you. Well, and, and part of ghost hunting comes from the whole ghost story idea of, mm-hmm. you know, my mother didn't tell me the stories that her Irish grandmother told her, but evidently she used to tell very scary ghost stories because she was Irish. <laughs> and, and so um, so it's all, I think, taking the time to tell the story in a way like a story is really important. Definitely. And I'm Irish, so I know we know the sadder the better. So, I mean, if there's death, <laughs> Maybe a little drinking too. I don't know for the Irish. So thank you so much for coming on again. We're so happy to have this connection and to meet you more um, here. Uh, So uh, again, so thank you so much. And particularly Jessica, since you weren't on last time for sharing your stories. And we look forward to talking to you and hearing your adventures. Awesome. Thank you again. So that'll do us for today. Thank you for watching. Like us if you like us. And go to our website, Michael gave it earlier. Until next time, we will continue to explore the esoteric and the obscure together. Have a great holiday season.